Hello, everyone. This is Kelly Beard of KarmicTools.com, and this is your weekly forecast for November 14th through the 20th of 2021. So coming soon, all my classes and community will be housed on basicallypodia.com. I am still getting everything set up. However, if you'd like to help me work out some of the bugs before going live, you can email me here. I put a link in the blog. Otherwise, the plan is to roll out Venus Circle December 2nd with the free introduction. Everyone who has been a previous member or recently ordered their new Venus reading and custom guide will be automatically admitted to the Venus Circle community. If possible, I plan to roll out the Soul Sisters Circle on December 21st for winter solstice. There's a 20-minute introduction video here as well. And I'm excited to say that I was able to work out my 2022 calendar in a way that allows for three Mercury retrograde classes, which I'm going to bundle for those of you who want all three, or you can just get the ones that are important to you one at a time, and three Astro 101 classes, which I think I've also mentioned I'm going to divvy up by the generations. So the 20 and 30-somethings are going to be grouped together, the 40 and 50-somethings will be grouped together, and the 60 and up will be grouped together. How they get scheduled will depend on you and who responds to the registration. The first class will start in February because we're doing the Mercury first Mercury class in January. So it's going to be an exciting new year and I can't wait. Those two classes have already debuted over here and this container, my first for the new year, has proven to be an awesome resource in a system that is easy to navigate. However, we didn't have the added benefit of the private community that is available to us now. I'm so excited, and I hope you are too. Also, you can still submit a request to get the 1111 replay. Shanta and I did that today. And since I was riding this wave of good energy, here I am getting the forecast out as early as possible. So I'll leave the registration page up for a week or so and give you all a chance to request that replay there if you like. So let's dive into our forecast. The first activation kicks off on Sunday, which is November 14th, when Juno enters Capricorn until February 1st. Juno represents how we do partnership on all levels. The entire time Juno is in Capricorn, so is Pluto and Venus, which means we are definitely undergoing a very special transformation in our relationships, partnerships, and collaborations specifically. This is a rare alignment, y'all, to get everybody in one zone like this. This is a time when we are supported to reset and renegotiate our roles and responsibilities within the context of our interactions with others. Some things have run their course, as the last time she was here was February, March of 2017. Okay, so that was four years ago, everyone. We have also grown tremendously in that time. Life is different and our values and priorities are different. Plus, getting that current upgrade from Venus means that we have the opportunity for a very clean slate. Our current collaborations can use the upgrade to a new level, and it sets the foundation to attract in new support from others. This is a time when we can also rebirth what we would like to be known for in our partnerships. My easy example for that is when you are actively parenting young children, you are known as their mother. However, once they grow up and you hit empty nest, you want to be known for something different. That goes for any roles or responsibilities which have outgrown their usefulness. It is also a great time to check in with the general stability and fortitude of your primary relationships and do whatever maintenance needs to be done at this time to ensure a successful future 
of conscious equal partnership with all life. Deep breath. Juno comes in and cleans house. Okay, and we already got Venus there. So the sacred feminine is doing some work. Upgrades are available for everyone. No one is exempt. But I will say, since it's Capricorn, the most intense for us will be the Cancer Capricorn Aries Libra departments of life. And if you have planets animating those signs, then it is personal. Deep breath. Monday, the 15th, brings a Sun Square Jupiter. Okay, so very often, y'all, I will give you a little once over at the top here, which I did not do. This is going to be an intense week with a lot of important activations. We have a couple of trines, which mean ease and grace. There may be a sextile or two here, which is an opportunity. But otherwise, we got endings and new beginnings all up and through this week. So pace yourself. Know what you want. Ask for what you need. So this first challenge is Sun Square Jupiter. Both of them have to do with our consciousness. This is a powerful energy, and with that comes the necessity of discernment. It provokes you to get a lot of things accomplished, and that's a good thing. However, beware of taking on more than you can actually handle or maintain on your own. Having said that now, if you need a little push to get some things done, then this is just the energy for you. It carries with it the optimism necessary to allow you to go beyond the norm and stretch in new ways. Sometimes there can be a tendency towards self-righteousness with this energy, but try to make it self-directed and you will benefit greatly. Walk your talk and fully embody your truth. However, if you turn it on others, demanding that they believe what you believe, you may have some difficulties. <laughs> be open and receptive. Have a don't know mind because you never know what you may learn from another's perspective along the way that could really help you now or in the future. Deep breath. We don't have to agree with everything, but we should be open to listening to different perspectives because we really can't think of everything. We all come from such different perspectives that we each bring a nugget of gold. But the subtext of a sun square Jupiter is just to, like it said, not bite off more than you can chew. The sun is lighting things up for us in a certain way. And Jupiter wants to jump on it, of course. But there needs to be some kind of adjustments first for that to work properly. Now, that being said, the challenge to expand the consciousness becomes an opportunity with Pluto to transform and transcend. So the very next day, Tuesday, the 16th, Sun is going to sextile Pluto. This is an opportunity for transformation. And it's a healthy, positive, transformative energy. We like that. You will have access to energy that will help you change your current circumstance for the better and or clear up an issue that has been challenging you for a while now. It's great for purifying, cleaning, and clearing your personal space as well as organizing your life in general. Okay, I got to jump in here, y'all, because I'm doing my grandmother's ancestor altar on November 17th. So I know on the 16th, I will be cleaning. This is so perfect. You may have to examine the big picture to see where an adjustment for the good of all involved may be necessary. If you're not feeling up to working on outer issues, this also gives you the opportunity to do some introspective thinking and deep self-reflection. Superficial once-overs will not do. You must address the root cause for where you find yourself at this time in your life and decide if it is working for you or against you. Deep breath. Again, the sun is illuminating where we may need to do a little purification, a little cleanse, but with the sextile, it's an opportunity. It's, an, it's a little bit easier than usual, right? Same day, Vesta enters Sagittarius. 
until January 11th. Vesta represents what is sacred to you, the individual. When it's moving through Sag, we become acutely aware of the value of education and expanded consciousness, learning and teaching, research and development. These things are not just empty concepts, but sacred principles that help us grow as a species. When Vesta is here, you gain access to the imagination in a very special way that can connect you to a new story that is rooted in more authentic truth for you, the individual. This is a reset of your own integrity. Essentially, you have grown and learned so much since the last time she was here, which was January 2018. It is time to integrate that education so that it becomes embodied wisdom and guides you forward on your path. Especially since you just released an old story with the Venus and Gemini cycle, renewed your identity and purpose over the last nine months, just so that you could step up and into a deeper narrative that reflects what you really believe to be true or possible for yourself, your community, and the world. It's time to walk by faith and trust that each step along the way is taking you to something better and for your highest good. Deep breath. That Sag keeps us optimistic. I love it. And this is the time of year as we segue from Scorpio into Sag. Scorpio is where we connect with the soul and then we rise up out of that into Sag and we expand our consciousness and vision for the new year. We contact the imagination to help us navigate something brilliant and wonderful. And then Capricorn helps us build the base or the structure or the foundation to bring it into form. So on the 17th, which is Wednesday, Mars is going to oppose Uranus. So, of course, Mars is our sacred masculine in Scorpio at a conception point. So we are conceiving the new. Remember what I call masculine is the part of us that gets our ideas in the world, negotiates on our own behalf and holds good boundaries. So we're conceiving whatever that action and choices and things we want to do in the new year right now with Uranus opposite. It is a mixed blessing. On one hand, this energy can bring on impulsive reactionary behavior. You can have sudden outbursts of anger or frustration with a strong need to be free from whatever you're perceiving as a limitation or holding you back, whether it's a person or a circumstance. The best use of this energy is to consciously direct your energy to free yourself from any restrictions, self-imposed or otherwise. This is a time when you will be extremely motivated to do whatever it takes to live freely by your own definition. Do not suppress this energy as that will only make it blow up in your face at the most inconvenient time. Use this activation to check in with yourself and determine what you deeply desire, what your definition of freedom is, and what you are willing to do to live a more authentic life. Okay, so ultimately, this means that there's a little bit of our identity and purpose that we've outgrown and Uranus wants to get our attention. The other thing is Uranus is in Taurus for a couple of years and Mars is only going to link up with it like this a couple of times. Let's put it that way. And so this is an opportunity that's very special for Taurus, Scorpio and Leo Aquarius departments of our lives, because if we can liberate these aspects it'll automatically unlock the others because they're all related. So this is a good one to co-create with and trust that whatever has been restricting you is shifting. But you don't want to do it, like it said, in a reactionary way. You want to do it in a more mindful of right timing for you way. 
Then on the 18th, which is Thursday, here comes our blessings, 18th and 19th, Thursday and Friday, leading up to that Friday full moon lunar eclipse in Taurus. So Taurus Scorpio energy is very strong right now. On November 18th, Mercury is going to try Neptune. So Mercury is our ideas, thoughts, and concepts, and Neptune is our dreams and imagination. So of course, this energy activates your creative process and intuition. You may catch yourself unconsciously drifting aimlessly, but a better use of this combination is to consciously open to the other realms for ideas and information and play with it. Free flow, see where it leads. Okay, so let me double down on this because it is still Scorpio time, which means we are still very much in the Access the Ancestors time. This is all in the zone where I highly recommend you do more divinations, more consulting with your invisible team, your angels, ancestors, and animal spirit guides, because as we know, the humans are under pressure and unavailable for consultation right now. So we want to tune into that reliable source energy, which is often connected with Neptune in the other realms. So, and anytime we're dealing with Neptune, I got to tell you to keep good boundaries across the board, but I think we get into that here too. So when these two get together, it's not exactly time for pragmatic analysis, but more a time to explore the infinite possibilities available to you, meaning activate your imagination, as well as what's going on in your own consciousness. You may be more sensitive than usual, opening yourself to information or awareness that isn't always that readily available. So the veils are very thin right now, right? Remember to keep good boundaries when opening like this. And if you have to be around people, try to maintain the mystical creative vibe that this energy is best for. And that's Thursday. Friday, we get Venus trining Uranus. So this is still another freedom, liberation, awakening zone here. But of course, she is warming up for her retrograde, which gives me an idea. I might do a special bonus audio of what Venus is going to touch during her retrograde zone, just like I did for Mercury. Stay tuned. That just came to me. (laughs) So Venus trying Uranus, another blessing, ease and grace. This energy is likely to bring a little excitement into your life one way or another. It is a good time to do something different, try something new, and consciously put yourself in situations where you have to improvise or think on your feet. We are in times of breaking old patterns and resetting them in more positive, effective ways. You can still live your true values and priorities, but something has changed within. The blessing from the cosmos allows you to align with more personal authenticity, which in turn is infused into all that you love and treasure. Relationships will have an unusual energy to them. An established relationship may get shaken up or sparkle with some extra spice. Or a new relationship begun under this influence may be stimulating and unusual, but probably short-lived too. This is not a bad thing. It's actually perfect for improvising and experimenting with new ideas and expressions to see what you actually respond to, what your heart aligns with and responds to. Use this energy to soak up some good energy and rare wisdom from those who are unique, those who do things differently and live life to the fullest. Deep breath. So Venus is always our relationships and finances. Like I said, she's warming up for a retrograde, but this is a piece of us that probably has been through this last 18 month process of awakening the new story and is probably realizing that there's going to be steps that have to be taken in order to ground and protect what you love. So now we come to the big boy of the week, the full moon lunar eclipse in Taurus, the first one in a series of seven. So this is the warm up. 
I've talked a lot about these eclipses on other audios, definitely on the 1010 and 1111 calls. So stay tuned and check those out for other things swirling about this eclipse. But this is our crossover time because we have this Taurus eclipse and then next month a Sag eclipse. And that'll be the last one in the Gemini Sag series. So we're in that crossover time where we've really just spent the last 18 months awakening consciousness and awakening to different ideas and concepts of relating and living and working and homework, self and other all got shaken up during 2020 and everything. So we're coming out of that where it's been air and fire, just lots of passionate ideas and belief systems and clashing ideologies and all of that. But now when we shift into Taurus Scorpio, we have to get embodied. We have to get down on the earth and get grounded. We have to actually start to commit to something or make some choices. And it can't just be information overload, which is what we've been on. So now it's going to be get back to nature, get back in the body, check in with your own system, see what you can actually handle and maintain and sustain along the way. The other thing about it being an eclipse is a normal Scorpio new moon, Taurus full moon, annual reset, all beautiful. We know how to do that. But when there's an eclipse as well, that is resetting 10 and 20 year cycles. So we really just wrapped up something we started way back in 2002. And if you can feel the energy where we were at the midpoint around 2012, here we are heading into 2022 exactly. So there may be some threads of continuity in your Taurus Scorpio departments. This full moon is lighting up where any excesses or famines are hindering the seeds that you planted with Scorpio super new moon two weeks ago on November 4th. The energy supports releasing that which is no longer important to you or no longer a priority in your life so that a new life can come into being. Taurus energy can reveal where we've become stagnant, and the word that keeps coming to mind over and over again is movement. It's time to move your energy in a new way and create a moving meditation for yourself that helps you get back in touch with your own body. Scorpio likes to release and purify, while Taurus likes to acquire and solidify. So this is the best time of year to go through all your stuff, your physical stuff whether it's internal or external, or probably a bit of both, and release as if you were moving into a smaller space. Downsize your life. Purge the non-essential. As your personal clearing unfolds, it's time to review your individual self-love, self-worth issues as we release outer aspects of our lives and inner aspects of our being that used to be important, that used to be relevant or useful, but now have lost their life force energy. And we need to make space for the new life. We can create brand new ground for planting in the spring. In other words, clear out in preparation for dot, 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 fill in the blank with your own creative baby that's wanting to incarnate at this time. This is a potent time for consciously co-creating with the life-death life cycle. And ask yourself what within and or around you needs to die so that something of greater value can come into existence. Lighten the load there and open to conceiving a whole new life or a whole new way of life for yourself. We are reconnecting to source and soul this month. So renew your connection to that which nourishes and sustains you with gratitude and faith in the future that we are seeding right now. So what I like to remind you, even though full moons and definitely lunar eclipses signify endings, 
I would like to suggest here the ending to any famines, anything that you've been going without in the food, sex, or money department. May that be done and gone and finished. We've gotten all the good out of that. But it is still the Scorpio lunation. So this release work is related to what we're conceiving for the new year. So I like to look at this more like we're clearing space for that conception to have a clean place to take root, right? That's what we want. We don't want any of the past to get in the way of our future, essentially. And Taurus Scorpio is the time to clean all that up. And that is Friday the 19th. So now we move to Saturday the 20th when Mercury, your mind and thinking, will square off with Jupiter, education and consciousness. So this is another one of those kind of higher mind, lower mind activations, you know, between your thinking and your consciousness, essentially. This energy challenges you to integrate your smaller individual point of view with the larger vision for your life. On one hand, you can see the big picture in new ways, but on the other hand, you may not be very interested in the details that bring it about. This is another good one for expanding your consciousness and thinking outside the box. But as the insights come into your conscious awareness, be mindful of the steps it will take to make your ideas a reality. This activation is also great for course corrections where your ideas are concerned and will open you up to learning something new or bring in a crucial piece of information. Just keep in mind that you will have to stabilize anything that you start and probably have to review some details down the road because of something you overlooked in your enthusiasm for that new truth revealed from within. Okay, deep breath. So I noticed, I'm wondering how many of you picked up on it, but there were two or three references in this forecast about getting back to your authentic self and resetting your inner integrity. So use these energies for what they're good for. I did use that quote for the week that's at the top of my blog. Edge walking means to move from the known and stale to the unknown and fresh. We have to trust y'all that whatever is leaving our lives is okay. That it's either going to come back in a higher form and be better for you, or it's going away, frees up energy for something better for you to get in there. When we hold on to the past, the new has no place to, to exist, to come in and take root. So some of this clearing and purification, while it is hard and we can do some warning about what is done and over and will never be the same again, got it. But that's part of the life-death-life cycle. And again, when we give it a little conscious nod, it doesn't get toxic. It doesn't back up on us. It doesn't cause problems, right? So work in some conscious grief work where you can as well. Recognize the closures and endings that have happened for you personally or socially and collectively that you're aware of and that is really close to your heart. And again, trust that it's clearing space for either a higher vibration to take its place or something altogether better. I trust, I trust, I trust, Ashe. So that is our week. Of course, reach out if you need to. I don't have the link this week, but the next Words Across the Water is scheduled for November 21st, next Sunday. So hopefully I'll have that link in next week's forecast so you all can join us there. This community has been so much fun. We're cultivating a retreat center and a literacy program and raising all kinds of awareness and funds and good things happening. I love to share the good things because, of course, it doesn't get as much press as all the negativity. So remember my counterbalance for that. If you must watch the national news, one hour of that requires two hours of comedy or upliftment of some other kind. That is Kelly's prescription for that. 
And now I will sign off and let you go. Have a fantastic week. Thank you so much for being part of my community. I hope you all actually become part of my community on my teaching platform where we can really have some fun. And thank you so much for listening. Have a great week. This is Kelly Beard signing off.